You're listening to The Garrett Ashley Mullet Show on Anchor FM. I'm Garrett Ashley Mullet, and I want to talk about everything. In 2004, the Pentagon acknowledged tracking more than 140 reports of UAPs. But today, Deputy Director for Naval Intelligence Scott Bray says efforts to encourage pilots to report mysterious encounters has swelled the number they're investigating to approximately 400. And welcome back to the Garrett Ashley Mullet Show. This is, of course, not an unidentified flying object or a UAP. This is... Yours truly, Garrett Ashley Mullet, coming to you from Greeley, Colorado, for episode, drumroll please, 400, 400 episodes, yep, that's true. So, with it being Sunday, May 29th, 2022, the episode 300 summary was January 13th. And so it's been a few months, right? It's been a few months, but I would say over the past year and a half, we've had a lot more content. I'm not recording every day. It would be nice if that worked out, but it just doesn't because this is not my day job. I actually don't make any money off of this podcast at all. Uh, And so, yeah, there's life, right? There's life, there's a day job, there is a wife, and eight kids to think of and to consider. We have friends, we have family, we have church, we have life in a word. But I feel like it's not too bad that I've recorded a hundred episode, uh, hundred episodes rather, of content since January thirteenth. I think that's pretty good. Uh, and so in this episode, in keeping with the tradition, which is to do a recap every hundred episodes. I want to go through some lessons learned in the past hundred. And for those of you who are new to the podcast, uh, let me just explain. This started out as me trying to do something similar to blogging. I had been uh, a blogger in earnest, wrote over a hundred articles on a wide range of subjects, pretty much all the same subjects that I talk about in this podcast. But my two cousins and I, we wrote for On The Rocks blog, which was, it was a, uh, you know, property that we started together. And we started uh, right around the same time that the Supreme Court came out with its ruling on uh, so-called marriage equality. And our reasoning was this, Christians need to be engaged with what's going on in our country. We we need to be. At a minimum, even if we're not changing the decision that is made by the powers that be, by the majority of our community or neighbors or coworkers or companies, corporations, what have you, at a minimum, we need to think rightly about these things. But that's going to take work. That's going to take studying to show us who, ourselves a approved workman. We're going to have to study to show ourselves approved workmen who need not be ashamed, rightly dividing the word of truth. That means studying God's word, getting into all scripture that is breathed out by God and profitable for four things, instruction, correction, rebuke, and training unto righteousness that the man of God might be complete and equipped for every good work. So we're going to have to study. We're going to have to get in. We're going to have to pay attention to current events. 
We're going to have to think about these things. We're going to have to meditate on how God's word applies to the questions of our day, the big social and political debates of our day. And then we're going to weigh in. And we're going to hopefully do not just an information piece, not just communicating information, but also doing a transformation piece by God's grace, being transformed by the renewing of our minds in Christ Jesus. And in so doing publicly, we're going to encourage others likewise to do the same thing. Not necessarily always to reach the same conclusions. We don't always have to agree, especially on debatable matters. There are debatable matters, no two ways about it. But that is to say, we need to be able to debate. So concerns about free speech should be very, very interesting to us, should be very relevant to us. Also too, if you're free to debate, but you don't know how to debate and you don't have any facts and you don't have any arguments and you don't have a position on these things, you have no awareness of them whatsoever because you're used to them just being decided by the powers that be. Well then, so also that's concerning. You know, you can't have a voice in the discussion unless you educate yourself and are earnest about that and you're sober-minded about that. So that was our blogging venture for a number of years. And then at a certain point, back in 2018, I decided that I wanted to break off and do something different. I wanted to do, do something that was me, uh, that was my property, that I could experiment with more freely without any worries that uh, perhaps I'm not representing well or genuinely the positions or uh, preferences of my cousins. You know, they can definitely speak for themselves. They're intelligent, well-spoken, thoughtful guys. Uh, But so also, you know, it's fun to get creative and it's fun to feel as though you have a free hand to be creative. And so that's why in large part, I, I took to the podcasting thing. Another piece with the podcasting was that I wanted to practice more than just written communication. I wanted to be better as an in-person verbal communicator, more capable of thinking on my feet in real time and not needing hours or days or weeks to go back through and edit and clean up a piece of writing before it was ready to go prime time or be presented. And so this podcast really did start first and foremost as an effort that was more personal, that was more reflective of my own perspective, my own attitude, and which was going to be beneficial to at least me and the people that I'm communicating with on a day in, day out basis. My family, my friends, coworkers, neighbors, strangers in public, et cetera, et cetera. Well, that being the goal, I have to do the reflection piece. I have to be listening to the content when I publish it. And sometimes I might need to listen more than once to really get a clear picture of, okay, what happened there? And sometimes that happens with writing. You write something and for whatever reason, the planets aligned in your heart, soul, and mind. And it was just really, really good right out the gate, minimal editing. And sometimes you have to go back through it again and again and again, and it takes a long time to figure out why is this not working or why is this broken? Why is this sentence clunky? Why is this not very clear? How, how do I make this clearer, more efficient, more direct, more informative, whatever it needs to be, to be more helpful? 
So I do. Every episode, as soon after I have published as possible, I go back through and I listen, and I try and pay attention to whether what I said was true, whether what I said was helpful, the way in which I said what I said, and all of that to the end of being more disciplined moving forward, being more intentional moving forward. And I think even just in that, even just that being my goal overarching, it's kind of like with the blogging thing. You don't have to necessarily agree with me in every particular to get a benefit from the encouragement or the example of trying to get better at communication or to be more intentional about communication. Hopefully that at a minimum is a benefit to you. But just like I do that with each particular episode, and that's you know much more of a short-term review, every 100 episodes I go back and I look at what are the highlights from the past 100 episodes. And that gives me a, you know more of a trend or an idea about trends. And sometimes I notice things that are easier to miss when you're just looking at each episode, you know, each audio file, each write up one at a time, you know, let's be more intentional and let's look at the macro as well as the micro. Look at the micro, pay attention to the details as you go every now and then zoom out and try and look at the details all together. And what kind of a picture do they create? What kind of a mosaic is taking shape? So all of that said, let's jump right in to episode 400. Seven each of the most popular episodes of the past 100 and the least popular. Some interesting things to observe and to notice. Of the seven most popular first, four were book reviews. One was a docu-series review. One was a review of the State of the Union address that Biden delivered to a joint session of Congress. And one was a pop culture mashup. So first off, the four book reviews. Episode 312, The End is Always Near by Dan Carlin. Dan Carlin, some of you may know, is host of the Hardcore History podcast. He's got a couple other podcasts as well, but Hardcore History is the more more well-known, most well-known, most popular of his, I would say. But Dan Carlin writes this book, The End is Always Near, and it's essentially a history of apocalyptic uh, moments in civilization, in, in the history of civilization or civilizations, cultures, societies. And essentially his point is we always think that the end of our civilization or the collapse of our civilization is just right around the corner. That's not anything really terribly new. Uh, it doesn't mean that you know civilizations don't collapse. They do occasionally, which is important to know. That's part of why we're always expecting it. But the end is always near. And how about that, right? <laughs> like, let's talk about how we relate to that, how we react to that. Uh, so that was a fun one. Also, one of the most popular episodes. Episode 321. The Fourth Turning by Neil Howe and William Strauss. These two guys came up with the term for my generation, talking about my generation, the millennials. They came up with the term millennial generation. Their book, The Fourth Turning, 
is a way of perceiving, studying, understanding American history that sees the whole business as cyclical. And there's a, a repeating pattern to the cycle. And essentially it's like a sine wave and you have ups and you have downs. You have an up and a crest and a down and then a rising again and an up and a crest and a down. And so then there are four points, you know, ascending, plateauing, descending, plateauing, or uh, kind of bottoming out, if you will, and then ascending again. And then that just repeats over the course of decades. And each point in that cycle is uh, a generation. And each generation has certain distinctive personalities uh, that are common or characteristics and attributes that are common to that generation. And then so also the generation that follows because they're raised by a certain generation at a certain point in the cycle, they have certain attributes and certain characteristics. And so that one was really, really fun and very interesting. And actually by far the most popular uh, episode of this podcast I have ever recorded. Episode 321, go back and check that one out. Also to episode 325, I reviewed Democracy in America by Alexis de Tocqueville. Alexis de Tocqueville, Frenchman, aristocrat, traveled through the United States in 1831 and wrote all about it. He chronicled what the country was like, what he saw, what he observed, what he heard, what he noticed in contrast to his homeland, France, uh, what similarities and also what distinctions between this American Republic and the French Republic back home. Very, very interesting, not at all uh, overhyped. That book should be required reading for every man, woman, and child in America. You should absolutely know democracy in America if you want to understand why we have the form of government that we do and how we should feel about it, uh, quite frankly. Like, how, how should we feel about our form of government? What should we do with it? Read to Tocqueville. Really, duly, truly do. Also, episode 352, Dan Jones, The Plantagenets. The Plantagenets is a history of a certain ruling family in England. Lots of intrigue, lots of scheming, some pretty bloody hands, and also some feckless losers as well. But that one was interesting and among the more popular uh, book review episodes I've done thus far. I think I'm over two dozen, but not quite to three dozen book review episodes so far in this podcast uh, over the course of the life of it. But The Plantagenets was interesting and I did a review and uh, it seems like it's been fairly well received. The docu-series review... Uh, was for a Daily Wire docuseries called China, The Enemy Within. That one was really, really interesting. You should check it out. It is uh, several parts. Each one of those parts is, I think, 20, 30 minutes long, something like that, uh, but deals with essentially the ways that uh, the People's Republic of China has tried to infiltrate American institutions uh, at every level. And to uh, essentially hollow us out and gain the competitive advantage over us at home and abroad. 
by doing so. That one I did a review of, and I talked about it on episode 333, and it was also uh, interesting to people and popular, reasonably popular. Uh, episode 340 was Biden's State of the Union Address review, also interesting to people. And uh, lastly, as far as the seven most popular episodes, I did a, a pop culture mashup, episode 348. So Fletcher Reed and Cal Lightman walk into a bar. And it's kind of, you know, it, it's it's a serious subject because we're talking about lying and deceit and dishonesty and how to tell when you're not being told the truth, how to be aware that sometimes people don't say all that they uh, could and they know that and they withhold certain information. But then also too, sometimes they can't help but, uh, you know, say more than they're trying to let on. And so that one was actually pretty fun because uh, I'm fascinated by psychology and practical psychology and the idea that you can look at somebody's facial expressions and body language and you can pay close attention to their word choice and inflections and tone and all of that to get at what they really mean, even when they don't necessarily intend to give themselves away. It's kind of like a tell when you're playing poker. I'm a terrible poker player, by the way, but it's kind of like a tell. You know, sometimes people will make certain faces consistently when they have a good hand and they'll have just like a tiny little micro expression that gives it away for somebody who's a close observer and is watching. And uh, so also if they have a bad hand, they might be trying to pretend that they have a better hand than they do and they're bluffing. And if you can tell when they're bluffing and when they are uh, actually just trying to, you know, get you to fold, even though they don't have the cards, if you can tell that you can do well with poker, you can do well in business and uh, maybe even relationships as well. But that one was fun. Episode 348, talking about Fletcher Reed from Liar Liar. Jim Carrey's character from the comedy, and Cal Lightman, Dr. Lightman, played by Tim Roth in the TV show Lie to Me, which was a fantastic, fantastic show. Now, the seven least popular episodes, this is less fun to talk about, <clears throat> but I did one, episode 376, in which I talked about how, you know, kind of this Great Reset, uh, IMF, World Economic Forum goal for all of us is that, I think it's by the year 2030, we will own nothing and be happy. They want to reset capitalism to where nobody owns anything, everything belongs to everyone, and you'll like it. And uh, so I talked about that, and that was not one of the more popular episodes, but more on that in a minute, actually, with regards to all of these of the least popular episodes. So hold on for a second. Uh, episode 379 was about big tech funny business and how big tech has been picking the winners and losers of my generation for my entire adult life. They play games with what gets displayed and what doesn't, what ranks and what doesn't, what gets promoted and what doesn't. They play games and essentially they, they pick the winners and losers by controlling and throttling upstream, uh, almost like dropping a little bit of alcohol in a test tube you're growing a baby in. You know, if we don't want too many bright uh, minds 
in this coming generation, and they're all test tube babies, well, then maybe you know, we'll just put varying degrees of alcohol in the test tubes as they're growing, and some of them just will not ever take off, really. But they'll make great factory workers. Uh, Big Tech has been essentially doing that with their algorithms and playing games with trending and what shows up in search results where or at all. And uh, so that's what episode 379 was about. Episode 390 had to do with an Epoch Times article I read explaining why teen girls especially are targets for transgender activism. Teen girls being very insecure, also typically far more compliant than teen boys. Teen girls are being preyed on by the transgender movement. And that's what I talked about 10 episodes ago, episode 390. Now, I'm just going to like list these next four of the seven uh, real briefly. Episodes 393, 394, 395, and 399 are among the seven least popular or least listened to episodes uh, this past hundred. And in those four, I explored some abstract ideas uh, for the most part with the most recent one, yesterday's episode about the Uval uh, school shooting in Texas being an exception. And and that one really is only on the list because I just published it yesterday. It hasn't been out for very long. And uh, and again, I'll have more to say about that here in just a minute. But episodes 393, 394, 395, and 399, I talked about plans and planning, complaining, and mockery. And then, of course, lastly, how to stop school shootings. And I have... I have a very definite idea of how we can stop school shootings. So go back and listen to yesterday's if you're interested in that topic. Uh, I have some outside-the-box thinking with regards to that. But it would work. It would absolutely work. But real quick, let's do a compare and contrast. Some general themes. The most popular episodes, it's interesting to note that their average date of publish was February 20th. So on average, those first seven episodes that I told you about that had the most listens, they, for one, included majority reviews of specific works, whether that was books or a docuseries or a State of the Union address. Majority reviews of specific content, commenting on that specific content, and I I find that interesting personally. I find that really interesting. But also, too, the majority of them were published uh, at the end of February. And right now, it's almost June. So we're talking towards the beginning of this year, towards the beginning of uh, this set of 100 episodes. We're talking episode 312, 321, 325, 352, which is you know more towards the middle, also 348 but 333, 340, and I think that's important to note. Uh, Also, too, the average length of those most popular episodes was 49 minutes and 55 seconds. So just right under, like five seconds shy shy of 50 minutes. And if you're familiar with advertising and marketing psychology, if you have a choice between advertising the sale price of something at 
twenty dollars and five cents or nineteen ninety five, you can kind of trick people into thinking, oh, it's only nineteen ninety five versus twenty dollars and five cents. That's way overpriced. It's a ten cents difference, guy. Calm down. But nevertheless, somebody I think sees an episode published and they see that it is forty nine fifty five. That's the equivalent of nineteen ninety five versus twenty dollars and five cents. Because the average length of the least popular episodes was fifty six minutes and forty four seconds. So there you're rounding up to an hour versus in the other case, in the most popular episodes case, I think a lot of people are rounding down to forty five minutes. And they're like, oh yeah, it's forty five minutes. That's not so bad. Yeah, I think I could get that one in. So that's interesting. Also, too, besides just being a lot of book reviews and such like that, I noticed that just generally speaking, there's more specificity in those seven most popular episodes. You know, the pop culture mashup, for example, I was exploring a more abstract idea like how can you tell when people are lying to you or when they're not giving you the whole truth or they're withholding information or they're being dishonest or deceptive or what have you. And I used two very specific and familiar pop culture characters as a vehicle for exploring the abstract idea. That is, that's interesting to me that that was more popular and it resonated more. I think Probably people were familiar with either Cal Lightman or Fletcher Reed, either Liar Liar or Lie to Me, or both. And they figured, oh, interesting. Is this a joke or what? what's this about? So that is worth noting, worth paying attention to, and interesting. I, I find that fascinating personally. Uh, but also, too, the, the theme of these seven most popular, I would say is on the whole more positive. Not totally positive, let's be honest. Uh, the end is always near. That's not necessarily positive. And yet there's kind of an upbeat twist to it. You know, somebody says, ah, you know, the sky is falling. And somebody else replies like, yeah, the sky is always kind of falling, right? Like, what do you think atmospheric pressure is? And then all of a sudden it's like, oh, yeah, okay, thanks. Thanks for that. Uh, the fourth turning, it's like, oh, hey, we're headed for a crisis. They predicted this in 97, that the height of the crisis, the next crisis in the cycle was going to be around the year 2020 or 2025, and it could destroy us as a country. We could completely collapse. Also, we could potentially come out of it because the cycle, right? Like, so the cycle will come back around. And so just, you know, hold your horses. Don't get too freaked out. Huh. Okay, cool. Thanks. I yeah, appreciate that. You know, Democracy in America by Alexis de Tocqueville. He has, I think, some very helpful observations about America as it has been, which we would do well to consider and study and be fluent in, especially with regards to the 1619 Project type approach to dealing with our origins as a country. So there's some positivity there. Not everything that's in it is happy-go-lucky light reading by any means, but it's very accessible and it's neutral at worst to say democracy in America. But he's saying this not really in a neutral sense, even though he's being very objective. He's saying it in a fairly positive sense. So that's interesting. Plantagenets, 
sex and violence. I don't know. People are interested in sex and violence. So they were interested in uh, giving that one a listen. Or they read the book and they were interested in getting some commentary perhaps. China, the enemy within. It's not positive that China is trying to subvert our country through our schools, through pop culture, through sports, and through our political systems, our corporations. That's not good. But it is good that someone did a docuseries where they are explaining this in a very clear-cut way so that you have some idea of what to do about it. That is good. Uh, Not so great that Joe Biden is president or that, for that matter, uh, he gave a State of the Union address. It was a terrible State of the Union address, but maybe, just maybe, the science with regards to masking having changed so dramatically right then is a good thing because it was a major faux pas. It was a major mess up. They dropped the masks indeed, and that may just help us to pull out of this quagmire that they have us in, uh, the Democrats, that is, specifically. Now, on the other hand, least popular episodes, instead of being published on average February 20th, the least popular were published May 13th. So, as I said at the top, today is May 29th. That is just over two weeks ago. So, on average, the least popular episodes are all from the past two weeks or so. Also, on average, their length is 56 minutes and 44 seconds, as opposed to 49 minutes and 55 seconds. We're not talking a huge difference. We're talking less than seven minutes difference, which, relatively speaking, is not that much more. I mean, it's over 10% more, but it's not that much more, really. And yet, it might be enough more to where psychologically somebody says, oh, I don't have an hour. Versus saying, oh, yeah, I've got 45 minutes. That's about 45 minutes. That's fine. Maybe I won't get the last four minutes, but that's that's fine. I'll get most of it. So that's that's worth noting moving forward. For me, I think it's helpful to be able to put that in terms that are quantifiable in terms of how much more uh, distribution will this content get one way or the other, even if I can just be more disciplined to the tune of seven minutes. Also, too, I noticed about the least popular episodes, they are more abstract and they are more negative. So what I mean by that is that the titles are more negative and more abstract, which is not necessarily a great combination. If you're going to be abstract, maybe be a little bit more neutral to happy-go-lucky. And if you're going to be negative, maybe be more specific, you know, maybe. Or at least use some kind of a specific thing as a vehicle for exploring the negative idea or the warning or the caution or the what have you. But also, too, high level, lessons learned, book reviews are interesting to the kind of people who want to listen to my podcast. And that makes sense. That makes sense because this is a long-form podcast. I'm not giving you five minutes. This is not 30-second sound bites patched together. This is like, I you know, for people who read, for people who have the attention span to sit down and read a book like Democracy in America, 
is it some big deal that I'm going to talk with you for an hour about democracy in America, or I'm going to talk with you for 45 to 50 minutes about democracy in America? No. Actually, you might really welcome that because you've read this big, huge history and political commentary, and it would help you to clarify your own thinking on it, what to make of it, to hear somebody else's reflections. Even if you don't share all those reflections, it would be helpful for you to hear them, to focus your own thoughts. Also, too, to that point, generally, more specificity and more focus ends up being more interesting, more engaging. What are you talking about, Garrett? Cut to the chase. Focus up. Yes, you want to talk about everything, but in this episode, can you just help me to figure out what the main idea is? Stick to that for this episode. Change to a completely different main idea for the next episode, that's fine, but one at a time, please. Not everybody all at once. Not everything all at once. Also, too, more positivity and an upbeat conclusion and subject are more interesting. More interesting, and I think in part that's because of the times that we're living in right now. People are exhausted, and it is not necessarily helpful, and they know that, if not consciously, at least subconsciously, and so they're avoiding content that is either going nowhere except for more depression, more sadness, and they want to hear some good news. Is there some good news here? Do you have any helpful observations, any helpful insights, any ideas, any advice? Come on. Let's brainstorm. I'm listening. If that's what you've got. If you're just going to be negative, if you're just going to be complaining and whining and griping to no end, I have enough of that on my own. I don't need yours to boot. Thank you very much. Also, too, if you've been listening the past couple of episodes, it's occurred to me that far too much of negative personal situations, negative conflicts with people, find their way into the content if I am not more diligent in outlining and if I'm not more focused in what it is that I want to talk about in each episode. And I think that that is not to your benefit. And I think that that is not, at least as importantly, to my benefit. And so I think that more of a focus on the topic, and yes, I'll have in mind personal situations that I'm aware of or personal conflicts that I'm involved in or have been involved in, I'll have those in mind. But how much I share with you, I think less would be more, less sharing, perhaps more helpful, for instance. So the longer the content is out there, and here's also a really, really important thing to note in terms of being encouraged or discouraged, having a more upbeat outlook versus potentially being discouraged to the point of wondering whether I should keep on doing uh, the podcast. The ratio is seven to one. Seven to one. How many listens, episodes that have been out for three months have versus the episodes that I published within the past two weeks? Seven to one. That is also in reverse. Only one in seven of my audience are listening within two weeks. So what you might be doing is you might be going back and listening to content that is two, three, four months old or more saying, ah, that's interesting. That's interesting. He's talking about everything, but I'm specifically interested in every time he talks about 
books, for instance. And I, I do have an episode coming up probably tomorrow, hopefully tomorrow, dealing with uh, this book I just finished, The Undoing Project by Michael Lewis. Very, very interesting. I have some things to share with you about that, but we won't get into it yet. Just tune in for episode 401, hopefully. But it's, I think, okay. If you're not listening within a week or two weeks, my wife had fallen back three weeks and was three weeks behind, that is. And we caught up on our trip to Idaho Springs Monday, Tuesday this week. And uh, 10 episodes behind, well, it's pretty much all of the least popular episodes for the most part. You know, there were two in the 370s that just didn't take off. But otherwise, it was all in the past 10 episodes. So if you're behind or maybe I'm just on a bad run, the past 10 just have not been very interesting. I haven't been very engaging. I've been really bothered by some things I'm trying to work through in terms of, you know, what should we make of the recession that we're about to enter into or inflationary concerns or stagnant wages, opportunities. If you're looking at that, also, well, maybe that's part of why you're not listening as much. Or you heard me start talking about it and you're like, boy, this guy's a flipping idiot. Like, see ya. <laughs> I'm out. Whatever the reason or reasons, I am looking at Galatians 6, 1 through 10. And I'll read it for you. But I think that this is very relevant to the kind of attitude that I want to have about the past 100 episodes and also the kind of attitude that I want to have about the next 100 episodes. So just to be clear on a couple of things, if you were concerned, if you're somebody local, you love my family, well, I love that you love my family, right? First off, I love that you love my wife and my children and uh, you, you probably love me. You probably do. I, I'll assume you do, especially if you say you do. But I love that you love us. I love that you appreciate us and you're glad that we're around. And if I upset you by saying, due to inflation, stagflation, I wonder if we should consider moving to another state. I didn't mean to hurt you or upset you or unsettle you or your family. So my apologies. I should have just kept that one to myself, probably with a few just very, very special exceptions and... My apologies. We don't want to move anywhere, and it's not looking right now like we are going to, but God willing, we live and do this or that. That's my position. If that offends you, well, then take it up with the good Lord because it's biblical. <laughs> he's He's got it in his word. All scripture is profitable, breathed out by God and profitable. James says, don't boast in your arrogance about how you're going to move to a city and live there for a year and work and make a profit. You don't even know what tomorrow brings. Don't boast. Say, if the Lord wills, we will live and do this or that. That's my position. I'm sticking to it. If you don't like it, well then I'll pray for you and you can pray for me. How's that? Galatians 6, 1 through 10, English Standard Version. Brothers, if anyone is caught in any transgression, you who are spiritual should restore him in a spirit of gentleness. Keep watch on yourself, lest you too be tempted. 
bear one another's burdens and so fulfill the law of Christ. For if anyone thinks he is something, when he is nothing, he deceives himself. But let each one test his own work and then his reason to boast will be in himself alone and not in his neighbor. For each will have to bear his own load. Let the one who is taught the word share all good things with the one who teaches. Do not be deceived. God is not mocked. For whatever one sows, that will he also reap. For the one who sows to his own flesh will from the flesh reap corruption. But the one who sows to the Spirit will from the Spirit reap eternal life. And let us not grow weary of doing good. For in due season we will reap if we do not give up. So then, as we have opportunity, let us do good to everyone, and especially to those who are of the household of faith. Amen. Amen. (laughs) Which just means, let it be. May it be so, as you will, God willing, essentially. We live and do this or that. Amen. That's what you're saying when you end a prayer, conclude a prayer. Let it be as you have said. If anyone is caught in any transgression, well, that is to say, it's plausible. It comes with the territory. You are spiritual, and you should restore the one who is caught in a transgression in a spirit of gentleness, not being rough and rude and abrasive unnecessarily, not being mean and harsh, gentle. Restore him in a spirit of gentleness. And also, keep your own nose clean. That's my paraphrase. Keep watch on yourself, it says in the English Standard Version, lest you too be tempted. Bear one another's burdens. We are all burdened, especially these days. And we should bear with one another. What is the law of Christ? It's that we would love one another. That's how he says the world will know that we're his disciples. That's the law of Christ, to love one another as we love ourselves. And if we do that, we will bear one another's burdens. If anyone thinks he is something when he is nothing, he deceives himself. So in other words, if I get a big head or you get a big head, we're lying to ourselves. You know, that's half the reason that it would be good for maybe more of us to go back to episode 348. So Fletcher Reed and Cal Lightman walk into a bar. The bartender says to them, (laughs) nothing actually. It wasn't a joke. I just thought it would be interesting and engaging to people. They'd be like, hmm, what happens when they walk into a bar? Don't lie to yourself. Don't kid yourself. Think rightly about yourself. And get into God's word because that'll help you to think rightly about yourself. And don't be the one who deceives himself, according to James again, being hearers of the word only, you look at your face in a mirror and go away and immediately forget what you look like. No, actually doing, hearing and then doing helps you to think rightly because, boy, howdy, nothing will stick with you quite so well as the embarrassment of hearing the instructions on how to do a thing and then doing it poorly. Boy, howdy, pain is a teacher. Pain is is a teacher. (laughs) 
I'm not going to forget that anytime soon. Boy, howdy. You know, on this note, my last day on of my last hitch, the previous hitch, I'm, I'm in the middle of my hitch right now of work days on. I work for seven days on and I work for seven days off. But I just do different types of work. I get paid for the seven days on. And actually, I'm entering a season where that's that's just what it has to be to keep up with inflation and stagflation. A raise is not in the cards anytime too soon, maybe November. We'll see if my performance merits it. But I'm going to try and pick up as many extra shifts as I can on my days off without overdoing it. We just had our two upright freezers that we bought not even two years ago, almost two years ago, but not even. Frigidaires, if anybody's thinking about buying a Frigidaire upright freezer, here's an idea, don't. But we had hundreds of dollars worth of food that spoiled and went bad because both freezers went bad at the same time. There's bulletins out for the one, and it would cost $500 to get that one repaired to where it would work properly. The thing cost $900 to begin with. You want me to spend another $500 to fix something that you guys set up wrong to begin with? And it's not even two years old? Really? The other one sprung a leak and all the Freon was gone and it would cost, get this, $900 to $1,000 to repair a $900 freezer. So that's great. Also, not under warranty. So I just bought $2,000 worth of new freezers, had those delivered by Lowe's yesterday. The holiday weekend being such as it is, we saved $150 replacing $2,000 worth of freezers that I would not have dreamed would go bad so soon. But we bought a different brand. We did not buy Frigidaire again. Frigidaire, if they wanted some brand loyalty, they would be loyal to the customers. So that's the way that works. Not loyal to the customer. The customer is certainly not going to be loyal to you. So I bought the brand that the guy who came and charged me $135 to tell me both the freezers are (laughs) worthless, uh, recommended. So we bought two Whirlpool upright freezers. And so those are in the garage now. And uh, pain is a teacher. Pain is a teacher. But my last day on, I think I was telling a different story, and then I got sidetracked as I, as I remembered the freezers and how pain is a teacher. Uh, I, I got distracted. That's all there is to it. Not cool. Just like my freezers. <laughs> but my last day on and my last hitch, uh, Alex Cassetta, great guy, super, super bright, Super genuine, very, very smart, very knowledgeable. God bless him. And his wife. His wife's super sweet as well. I work with both of them. But Alex definitely lost hours of my last day on trying to help me figure out what in the end was just a triplicate of a facility ID in the database that I couldn't see because the column width didn't auto-scale to show me and I'm looking at it and it was just one with the column width being set to what it was but the difference between one of that facility ID number that unique facility ID number 
And three is all the difference in the world that you need between the thing working and the thing not working. And that is to say, again, sometimes less is more. Less of the right thing even can be better if it means that your message is delivered to sender. That's an important thing to think about as I wrap up this episode right meow. Let us not grow weary of doing good, for in due season we will reap if we do not give up. It's an important thing we should all be thinking about in these troubled times we live in. God is faithful. As we have opportunity, let us do good to everyone. As I have opportunity to record podcast episodes, I intend to continue on doing so. Not that I'm perfect, but I have confidence in the one who is perfect. He will see us through. As always, thank you for listening. Until next time, God bless. Watch this. Get up right now. You've been listening to The Garrett Ashley Mullet Show on Anchor FM. For more content like what you just heard, subscribe to this podcast on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, or Spotify. Also check out thegarrettashleymulletshow.com to subscribe to email alerts when new episodes are published. As always, you can reach me with any comments, questions, complaints, objections, or insights at garrettashleymullet at protonmail.com. Thank you.